member-owned, member-proud. That's Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. As a not-for-profit financial organization, Affinity Plus is for people who like people who care. And you get top-rated mobile banking technology you can use to bank conveniently on your own time, day or night, at home or on the go. Take your bank with you where and when you need it. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive and Baxter to learn more. Affinity Plus is federally insured by the NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we are going to talk about human trafficking. Our guest is Kate LePage. Kate is the Central Minnesota Safe Harbor Regional Navigator for Lutheran Social Service. Thank you for having me. Kate, welcome back. Yeah. All right, so this month, the month of January, is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, correct? Yes, yes. Nice way to kick off the year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And and we've said this before, and I, you know, I always thought, well, this is a big city issue. This mm-hmm. is something that you see in the major metropolitan areas, and mm-hmm. you will probably say that is not true. Yeah, you know, I I like to say anywhere that you find poverty, anywhere that you find. Um, youth mm-hmm. <laughs> and anywhere that you find some some drug use you're going to find exploitation and trafficking and that's one thing that we talk a lot about trafficking and human trafficking in January but we really want to focus on all commercial sexual exploitation because we do see a lot of this exchange for survival mm-hmm. and again when you look into some of your poverty stricken areas or any communities that have any poverty, um, especially in Minnesota in the wintertime, there's this need to survive too. And and so we do see that exchange of sex for survival needs like a place to stay, food, um, rides, sometimes money, things like that. And I think people don't realize how big of a problem it really is nationwide. But, you know, mm-hmm. yes, it is here. And if we try to close our eyes to it, it's not going anywhere right now. And, and that's kind of scary when you think about it. Do you have any statistics on that? Um, well, there's, I guess there's lots of different uh, avenues for statistics, mm-hmm. right? But um, there was a study that was put out looking at who was purchasing, because when we look at this topic, we really need to look at it as a supply and demand mm-hmm. model mm. business. Sadly. Yeah, sadly. It's the second largest criminal enterprise in the world at this point, wow. um, about $150 billion business per year. And with uh, the Super Bowl coming up, I like to connect it with the NFL, and that's about a $15 billion business per yeah. year. So yeah. um, it is... A, it is huge. It falls just under drugs. Um, but the Women's Foundation of Minnesota and the University of Minnesota put out a study looking at who was purchasing in the state of Minnesota, and it was in 2017 that that was put out. And what they found was there were purchasers from all over the state of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. People travel about 30 to 60 miles per transaction. Um, but sting operations um, and different ads that are put out on different social media platforms really get hits all the time from every community and area so Mm. we really do see that um that we're finding it all over and then anytime population size increases whether it's for um hunting whether it's for sporting events um musical festivals things like that we also see an increase in demand at those times as well man it's hard to think about that you know when you think of these big things that people gather for and have fun Mm -hmm. and that there's kind of like this underlying thing that could be happening it's yeah disheartening yeah unfortunately and you know when we look at who can be a trafficker and when we look at who can be a victim we really see um 
all sides of our population that are affected, boys, girls, Mm -hmm. young, old, um, any different race, ethnicity, background. Unfortunately, when we look at our buyers, we are seeing predominantly middle-aged men with families. Mm-hmm. So, wow. which People is would be surprised crazy. at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not who you would expect necessarily mm-hmm. in your community all the time. You mentioned social media. Has that made things worse? Yeah, I'd say social media makes our world so much smaller. Um, A lot of the grooming that we're seeing between trafficker or exploiter and victim is being initiated online. Um, Social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then you get into some of those dating websites like Tinder and Bumble, um, WhatsApp app and things like Mm -hmm. that, where you have a lot of this conversation happening with people you don't necessarily know. And then we get into the online gaming, and that's things that we don't necessarily think of all the time because one it's more so our our younger boys that are playing it we don't really identify them as someone that could be a victim but we see a lot of that grooming Mm -hmm. happening there as well wow so let's talk about some of the things that we are doing to try and stop the human trafficking first of all here in crow wing county do i understand that there is kind of a human trafficking team if you will that's yeah. trying to stop it what what's the name of that we group? call it blast <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's brainerd lakes area sex trafficking team okay. um, and it was started by jim Exted with baxter pd chief mm-hmm. of baxter pd and then lutheran social service with our safe harbor programs but it really involves so many key partners we have um a lot of our different agencies within law enforcement so Brainerd Baxter PD our sheriff's department participates we have our attorney's office there Mm -hmm. um, probation child protection different advocacy like our central Minnesota or our sexual assault center sorry sexual assault assault services my bad and then um, our office of course so we really have a lot of our community connections happening we also just got funded through Mincasa this past uh, fall to develop a safe harbor protocol for the county so really identifying how we're going to commit to responding and identifying this issue Mm -hmm. within the crowing county area Um, we have multiple safe harbor programs so safe harbor is actually the law that was passed in Minnesota in 2011 saying that that no longer can someone under the age of 18 be charged with prostitution. Um, when they pass that law, they put forth funding. So we have, um, yeah, mm-hmm. we have navigator services, which is what I do. We have supportive services throughout the state, and then we have housing services. So in the Brainerd area, we actually have two of those funding streams. We have our navigator grant, and then we have our housing. So we have a scattered site transitional housing program utilizing local apartments to house youth that have been victimized within this uh, realm. Hmm. Mm. My goodness. And what can the general public do, um, you know, if they're suspecting someone is having an issue, maybe someone does need to get in touch with you and get the services? Yeah, well, they can always call our hotline, uh, 218-824-3770. That's answered 24-7. Now, I do say give us an hour of grace period because over the weekend, sometimes we are human. But uh, we do always answer that. You can call if you're in immediate need of services or help finding housing. Um, But you can also call that for consults. If you're wondering if you should be making a report, wondering if you should be calling law enforcement, what are you really seeing? Maybe you're seeing something within um, your 
children and you're having some concerns mm-hmm. about relationships that are starting there, people can always call our hotline for things like that as well. Uh, we also have some human trafficking awareness events. We're partnering again with Veronica Wanchina, who is a survivor of trafficking in Minnesota when she was um, starting it when she was five. She's now a healthy oh. adult and doing really, really well. Good. She's a nurse and she used artwork as a form of therapy when she was going through her um just her journey of healing. Mm -hmm. And so we're actually taking some of her artwork around the eight counties that I serve in central Minnesota to showcase her journey that way Mm -hmm. and to kind of bring awareness to the general public. So we will be in uh, Coco Moon all day on the 8th, so this coming Wednesday. And then it'll actually be in the, we have a soup off Uh, that we do now every year with our BLAST team. And so we're going to have the artwork up that day as well, and that is on the 23rd at the Land Services building downtown at the county. Neat. Can people stop by for the soup off? Or oh, how does yeah. That work? Come get some free soup. See who's involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shake hands. Meet the, the people that are kind of leading the initiative in the area. Mm-hmm. The things that people, you know, that's the best way to figure out what you can do is, is meet the people, figure out what this actually looks like, and really start promoting the correct narrative because mm-hmm. it doesn't do anyone a service if we think everything's this abduction. Yeah. Um, and it really, not. yeah, it doesn't help victims come forward either if they don't match that narrative. Is it hard to get some of the victims to come forward? Yeah, we don't get a lot of disclosures, which is what's nice about Safe Harbor is we don't need a disclosure uh, in order to serve somebody with housing or supportive services. Mm-hmm. And we've had youth in our programs um, for six months living on their own. It can take years for someone to finally disclose or never mm-hmm. disclose because these are really relationships. It mirrors a lot of domestic violence situations mm-hmm. where you are truly in that loving, caring relationship. And of course, I'm saying that in quotes, but it really does feel that way. And so you're yeah. participating in this action versus, ha- versus having it being done to you. Right. Mm. It's the manipulation and, that, yes. and all that grooming that builds up to this. And then too, like you said, the survival you know mm-hmm. so. yeah when you're thinking about having to eat one night or getting food from somebody versus while having sex with them it doesn't really feel like you're being victimized because you made that choice right mm-hmm. in your mind you said well I would rather do this and eat and survive than not eat tonight mm-hmm. so it makes it it just adds that layer of confusion for yeah. coming forward and seeking services but there are services here and so if you're someone in need of the services or if you know someone who might be let's get let's get going yes yeah? mm-hmm. yep even if you have a question if it's mm-hmm. not if the safe harbor services aren't um, what's appropriate for you in your situation just still call we'll get you connected with the right place mm-hmm. to go is it hard to reach uh, the people that are involved in this as you talk about mentioning these services and Mm -hmm. things that are happening. Is it hard to reach them sometimes? Yeah, I would say the most referrals uh, that we get come from maybe homeless and runaway youth programs, um, youth that are already involved in the system. Maybe they're on probation or um, being put into foster care and the system then identifies. We don't have a lot of people coming forward seeking these services, self-identifying this way. Uh, And when we do, it's usually when someone's closer to their 30s you know a little bit Mm -hmm. older they've been in the life for a while and now they're finally ready to to get out Um, but it it does take a while usually we're getting them from different uh, professionals that are identifying the red flags and Mm -hmm. referring from there 
Mm-hmm. And speaking of red flags, what should people be watching for? Because I've, I've heard you speak before at various oh. events. And <laughs> yeah. so I know you, you told a story about a local business that they kind of, a couple, was a two gentlemen walked in with a younger gal and the business owner was kind of like on it and started yeah. something up in Nisswa, I believe. So Yeah, there's a bunch of red flags that went up into businesses in Nisswa to help people identify and and know who to call when you do. Because when you identify something that maybe is illegal or somebody's being victimized, you kind of get that adrenaline rush. And mm-hmm. it's hard to think clearly all the time. So some of the things that you can watch for, um, inappropriate social media usage. You know, when you have a kid that's constantly on their phone, but as soon as you come up behind them and they're slamming their computer shot or putting mm-hmm. their phone away or they're hiding different apps, um, that can be a big red flag. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe it's not trafficking or exploitation, but maybe it's grooming or maybe there's other unhealthy things happening. Yeah, inappropriate stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look for different unexplained bruises. You can look for mm. homemade tattoos. A lot of the times if someone's being trafficked, and um, they might have a branding oh of a, some gosh. tattoo. Mm-hmm. So if you find, you know, a 16-year-old that's not proud of a tattoo that they have, ask them some questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look for uh, truancy. If someone's missing school a lot, maybe they're looking very sleep deprived. They haven't slept in a few days. Uh, they're isolating themselves from their normal peer group. All these types of things that just really show you that something unhealthy is going mm-hmm. on should be some conversation starters. Because even again, if there isn't trafficking or exploitation something is going on and the best thing we can do is to start those conversations um, and communicate and show people that we're noticing things are changing and we care and keeping in mind too we're not just talking about teenagers or young ones like you said up Mm -hmm. to 30 is when people kind of start going maybe you know Mm -hmm. I mean it can be any age that's the thing and you know well you mentioned this one woman was five years old when it started that just blows my mind so So I'm thinking of elementary and yeah. Uh, middle school students, the, mm-hmm. if they're exhibiting this behavior, it could be that. Huh? Yes, yes. The average age of entry that we see in Minnesota is about 15 years old. Good grief. And then we're mm-hmm. starting to service um, youth through Safe Harbor at an average age of 17. So we are seeing mm-hmm. that younger population that is being victimized right now in safe harbor we can serve people through the age of 24 but again if you're past that age or you know someone that's past that age please still connect because we would want to get them connected with services outside of the safe harbor network still wow Mm. crazy yeah (laughs) well that's what this month is about though to bring awareness to this and Mm -hmm. hopefully um you know get the community involved and kind of keeping an eye out for things like this yeah, yeah. and take the blinders off yeah because mm-hmm. we tend to think no this doesn't happen here not in it our does. backyard so, yeah. yeah just be aware well and it's such a big conversation if you kind of hear this and you want to hear a little bit more about what to look for it's hard to get through that whole conversation in this short 15 minutes but please welcome our office in to do trainings it doesn't matter if you feel like you would be connected to this population in mm-hmm. work um, we've heard of you know, beauty salons that have wanted to have training with yeah. their staff done so they can identify coming in, business owners, mm-hmm. landlords, churches, really, churches, <laughs> mm-hmm. anybody that's part of the community could have a training or host a training and we'd be well or happy to come in. It's eye opening. Yeah. It's very yeah. eye opening. Yeah. I know you've been yeah. to a couple and it's mm-hmm. been really great to see you there. Yeah. yeah. And the best way to schedule something like that is just contact Lutheran Social Service here in town? Yeah, you can always just call. Our hotline is actually my office line, so please call that anytime. It's 218-824-3770. Wonderful. 
Well, thank you for what you do, and thanks for taking time to come in and talk to us about it today. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me again. Our pleasure. Kate Kate LePage is the Central Minnesota Safe Harbor Regional Navigator for Lutheran Social Service. Again, that uh, number to call, 824-3770. And uh, don't forget about that uh, little soup event coming up (laughs) on the 23rd, you said? Yes, over the lunch hour. Very good. And that's going to take place where? At the Land Services Building in Crowing County. Crowing County. Perfect. Very good. Fun. Again, thanks, Kate. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, our Community Focus programs are available anytime to listen to on our website, 1067wjjy.com. And that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.